We welcome everyone who joins us today in the pews and those who join us by way of the electronic media with our much improved camera system here and to make available all that we do here at St. Anne's to a larger audience over time because we know that it will take more time to find a vaccine for this coronavirus and many are staying away out of prudence for their health and security and so we're delighted that you can join us by spiritual communion those of you who are tuning in at this time. Ask yourself whether or not you've ever had an experience when it was just too hard and you gave up. You've been practicing it, you've been trying hard at it, and it just didn't work, and you just decided to give up. Do you remember trying to do algebra? I remember. It was very difficult. I tried. I went to my dad, who was very good with numbers. He didn't help me much. He just solved the problem for me, but didn't show me how to do it. Then there was chemistry. I don't know how one molar of chemical solution plus one molar of chemical solution can yield how many molars, friends? One molar. One plus one equals two. Couldn't figure that one out. Calculus was impossible. I tried. I really tried at science. I didn't do very well in science. Maybe that's why I became a priest. Have you ever had those re experiences? And then, as we grow older, relationships. You try to develop a relationship with a friend or someone that you want a, to be a friend. And then things change, and, but you keep trying, and it's not working. You give up. You walk away. Families like that, too. Cousins and in-laws. It's hard to stay in touch. It's hard to develop those relationships and you give the best you can and then over time you just say, uh, it's not worth it. And you walk away. Now, that's true for a lot of us. We have these experiences in life where we have really tried our best and it's not working out. It's just too hard. So we walk away. We give up on it, try to forget it. Now that happens in our spiritual lives as well. We have really tried to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind. Listen to the commandment that Jesus gives in Matthew's gospel today. I've really tried, Lord, but it's not working. And I keep falling back into sin, and I keep saying how unworthy I am, and you know what? It's too hard. And people walk away from God. Because it's too hard, they say. Then the second commandment, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. It's hard enough to love myself, let alone my neighbor, properly. Too hard. 
walk away from it. Do you see what I'm saying? This is a tough commandment. This is the one that Jesus says, the whole law and the prophets depend on these two commandments. Of all the hundreds of commandments in the Old Testament, these are the two that Jesus is referring to as he distills all the Mosaic law and all the laws of Deuteronomy into two. Love of God, love of neighbor, and self. A triune of love. Hard to do. See, I think the problem is that we put all the emphasis on ourselves. We look at our Christianity and our religion often as a kind of spiritual Olympics. If I simply work hard enough at this, I'm going to go for the gold, Lord. I'm going to do it all for you. And we fall short of that, we get disappointed. Then we settle for the silver. Didn't quite get that one. We settle for the bronze, third place. And then, forget it. We walk away. It's too hard. But that's the problem. It's a heresy called Pelagianism. Pelagius actually thought you could justify your way into heaven through good works. In fact, that was something of the Old Testament as well. Jesus says it's not by works. You've got to have faith and works. But faith in me, your works are nothing without faith in me. See, that's the key here. If I can say to myself, no, this program that I'm on is not a self-improvement program. It's a program about him and his grace and his love and his mercy for me and to trust that he is going to do this with me makes a big difference than my trying to have to prove to him, look at me, Lord. Because a lot of us think that on the day of judgment that we can present our report card to our Savior and say, see, I did pretty well here and I did really well there and I was really good about that. He's not looking at a report card about us that way. Because if that's the way it is, he might well say, well, am I part of that report card? Did you ever trust me to do any of that work for you? Did you even involve me or want me in your life? Why would you want to be in my life if you never wanted me in your life? Can you see the relationship that's gone askew there? He wants to be in your life. So he's made it seemingly impossible to achieve this commandment. See, he's saying this in the context of an instruction to a lawyer, a scholar of the law, who wants to know it black or white, yes or no, this or that. So the context is very important because Jesus is testing the scholar of the law, the lawyer, to say, can you do this? And, of course, the lawyer will say, sure, I can do it. I'm gifted. I've got the resources. And our Lord is saying, in a very real, real way, you can't. You can't love me with all your heart. You cannot love me with all your soul. You cannot love me with all your mind. I mean, our Lord is brilliant here. He's setting up a straw man argument because he wants to 
impress on his people that God loves you more. Stop your sacrifices to me because they're not going to work anymore. That's why I am going to be the perfect act of sacrifice for you when you couldn't do it for me. In fact, it's reversed. I, the Lord your God, will love you with all my heart. I will love you with all my soul. I will love you with all my mind. That's my commandment to myself, and you should remember that. Remember that the commandment is really my gift to you. As much as you do your part in your gift to me, but remember, that's why we come to Mass in so many ways, is to remember the love, the mercy, the compassion of God for us. Not sitting in the pews and saying, okay, let's make a deal, Lord. I came to Mass today. I've been really good. Can you give me A for effort? Sure, that's nice. But that misses the point. This is not a report card kind of thing. Now we're coming to praise and give thanks to him. For the tremendous... In the history of mankind. That's amazing. That God so loved the world that he sent his only son to die as a perfect act of sacrifice to atone for our sins and the sins of all religion, all philosophies, every person, past, present, future, living, dead, regardless of race or religion or time or place. Let's give him A for effort. Let's give him the gold. Let's give him our hearts, united with his divine heart before the Father. You see, in the Mass, we're taking our part in his sacrifice. We're coming to offer our own, but we're really uniting it with his. And isn't that the case, that every time we unite our problems with his... Our anxiety, our doubts, our fears, our sins, we give it to him, we place it on his shoulders, and what does he do? He crucifies it. Now, a lot of us don't really believe that. A lot of us walk around holding on to our sins of the past and all of our problems and saying, the Lord doesn't hear me because I tried to pray for this and it didn't work. And so, as I said before, when things get too hard and I tried the best I can, I walk away. He says, don't walk away from me. Don't turn your back on me. I never turned my back on you. I never gave up on you. Oh, it was hard for me to die on that cross for you. And it's hard for me even now in my resurrected body when I look at the wounds of those sores of my hands and my side to remember what it was like 2,020 years ago when they pinned me on two pieces of wood. I remember all that. It was hard. But I never gave up on you. And I will never give up on you. I will never turn my back on you. I will never say it's too hard to find you. So don't do that to me. Don't insult me. See, this is a very real relationship, friends. It's a very loving thing. If you want to fall in love with God through Jesus it's a very beautiful experience of a friendship. In fact, he says to his apostles just that, I call you friends. You are now my friends, he says. No other God has ever done that 
in the history of mankind. No God has ever said to his tribe or the nation, hey, we're friends. No, I'm God and I'm over you and I'm superior and you're subordinate. Jesus doesn't say that. We are friends. If you do what I command you, love one another as I have loved you. See, there you say, I can't do that, Lord. I can't love you as you love me. Fine. Then you come as far as you can, and I, he says, will come the rest of the way. Because that's what friends do. Do what you can. Don't worry that it's not perfect. Don't worry that it's not complete. Don't worry about impressing me. Stop doing that to yourself. As one friend likes to say to me all the time, take yourself off the cross. Someone else needs the wood. Let him do the work with you, for you. Trust that. Know the Mass is that means by which his body and blood is given to you as a gift to sustain you and to give you the strength for just another day of bearing your cross out of love for him who bore his cross out of immense love for us all.